0: Okay, this is our intro and our outro.
1: Hit it, Duke.
0: Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace
1: Mont.
0: Nice one. Okay, that's that's our music. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is Great Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Christians with questions. This is season one, episode five. Man, yeah, we're
1: already in our fifth that. episode.
0: Yeah. We almost and we had two listeners already. We've had Oh, we've had two listeners? Uh, like yeah, you and me. You and me. And and Jeff,
1: <laughs> one of our guests came to me today and he had some other uh suggestions, so I think he's kind of thinking about it and I think he'd like to come back. And I also have another buddy who I know would love to be a part of this. So, whenever we feel like we need guests, I think I can drudge them up pretty quickly so
0: okay i think we should start making them pay though
1: making them pay to get on here
0: they should pay their 10 percent tithe
1: there you go they have to pay their 10 percent tithe and then they would probably plug their whatever they're going to plug because i know a couple have things to plug so oh okay yeah so any plugging is permitted okay good yeah
0: so is it time for our questions of the day okay
1: questions of the day um do you want to speak to those
0: yes uh we've decided we're going to have a question of the day we're each going to have a question of the day today my and we're each going to answer this question okay my question of the day today is if you ever got a tattoo where would it be and what would it say or what would it what would it be
1: Okay. So I'll answer first. So if I were to get, if I were going to do tattoos, I would do on my forearms, I would do what they call sleeves. I don't know if you know what those are. People who have tattoos, sure, it's like your, your whole arm, you know, is covered and I would probably do both arms. Now the the so I just, I can't, I think that's kind of a cool look is the 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 two the two sleeves i mean the guys who work on like motor cars and you know they're like rock and roll singers they they get all tatted up like that now i would think like so it'd have to be something probably if i were going to do that it would be something macabre you know like maybe skulls and and knives and 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 eagles and talons and it have to be kind of, you know, masculine kind of things. That's that is that's as much thought as I've put into it. So now it's your turn to answer the question.
0: Well, I probably will never do that. Yeah, because you just can't erase them. Yeah. If, have you ever seen somebody that's tried to have a tattoo removed, like laser? Or, off?
1: or they cover them up. I've seen those where they try to do something, take it in a different direction. Because what they did was cover ups.
0: Cover ups work better than the, uh, than the the laser. I hear the laser it's, looks.
1: I hear it's looks very painful trying to get those dudes well, off.
0: Well plus it leaves scarring. It looks bad. Yeah. So if you got a tattoo, either leave it or cover it up. Don't don't try to right. have it lasered. Because everybody that tells you they can make it look good is lying. Yeah. So I I think I would probably do just like the ring around my arm, because my wife and I love Hawaii. Oh,
1: uh, okay. I'd
0: probably do something yeah. Hawaiian or yeah. you know Pacific looking stuff Yeah. on my arm.
1: And, and you got to get it like in a, in a manly spot, right? Like on your, yeah, like yeah, on yeah, your shoulder yeah, right or yeah. Or on your, your yeah, bicep yeah. or yeah. You wouldn't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you wouldn't do one of those, like on your like waistline, butt, heart things like, or like,
0: like, <laughs> like a tramp stamp. Yeah. Like a tramp stamp or something. <laughs> uh, It'd have to be. I'll, yeah. I'll
1: so, or on your like, chest like big,
0: or something. Big tramp stamp of Jesus. There you go. No. Yeah. I think Jesus deserves better placement. There you go. There you uh, go. I probably wouldn't do that.
1: So whenever we get our tattoos, um, that's where we'll get them, which we'll probably. Okay. Know.
0: Now, um, being a physician, I've have seen some very interesting tattoos.
1: Oh, really? Okay, do tell. Now, there,
0: um, you can um, so like on like ex marines and stuff. Yeah. And one of the tattoos, and you you might guess where they were tattooed, but anyway. Oh, really? One of them was Love Lifted Me. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, really? Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, and all right.
0: Another one was. Yeah. Another one was, which was, I thought, very religious. Yeah, yeah. And another one was, quote, end quote, your name.
1: Quote, end quote. Oh it's just,
0: I, no, it just says your name.
1: Your name. Y o u r. you are N A M E. And that now if I if I catch the drift on that, it's so if they put Cindy on there, they don't have to cross Cindy out and then put Julie right. <laughs> right. Okay, I got you.
0: So oh. could meet some woman in a bar and say I have your name yeah. tattooed on my person.
1: There <laughs> you go. Somewhere. And you come into my motel room and you'll get to see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't I don't think Jesus would do that. So if you're looking at your WWJD bracelet, yeah. it would not be tattoo your name on so, unspeakable body parts.
1: So in Gracemont, do we get to tell off-color jokes or is that maybe we should not do that?
0: I think we own Gracemont so we can do whatever we want. Okay. Does Okay, do we think that Jesus would be upset with us for telling this joke? Because I don't think Jesus cares about off-color jokes okay. himself. Okay,
1: so I, there, I heard of a girl one time, and her, she was married, and so she wanted to do something nice for her husband. And his name was Bill Billingsley. And so she thought, I want to show him that I'm forever his. And so she decided to tattoo the letters B on both of her butt cheeks. And so she had it done, and he and he comes home, and she said, "What's my my gift?" And she says, "Here, I'm going to show you your gift." So she, you know, strips down, and she shows it to him, and he goes, "Who's Bob?" Oh yes, oh yes. So anyway, yeah. so now, so now we should probably ask. I should ask for forgiveness. You should ask for forgiveness okay. for allowing that. On your esteemed program. and uh, Okay, so the second question. The second question, and I'll introduce this question because this was my question. And here again, I'm trying to understand where John Luke exactly stands in his um, ideology. And I'm not 100% clear on that. So I'm going to try to get to it. So one of your creeds was that they must believe that Jesus was sent by God for the forgiveness of sins. And so my question is, what? how does believing in Jesus lead to the forgiveness of sins?
0: Well, traditionally, we were taught that it says so in the book. Right. That uh, that's why he was sent. Now. Again if we go back to one of our uh, litmus tests here on Grace mountains. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, maybe. Right. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Um <clears throat> Now, what I said was I think was he was sent yeah. to bring us forgiveness and peace. Okay. I didn't even say the word sin, because
1: okay, that's forgiveness. That's something for we're forgiveness, currently
0: redefining.
1: I think sin is in the connotation of forgiveness, right? In the context, you can't really have forgiveness if you don't have, or sin or error. Save us from something. What was it? What was it? Say that again. What was Jesus came
0: but to bring us forgiveness
1: no. and peace, to forgiveness what? and peace. Okay. Forgiveness. So you have to be forgiven for something. So, so do you, do you want to elaborate right on that or? I
0: I think that's part of the whole faith thing. You've got to, if, if you're going to believe in uh jesus and christianity at all you're going to have to believe that he was sent to forgive us for our sins otherwise why'd he come
1: sure yeah and so so you subscribe that is you subscribe to that ideology that thought that that uh that tenet so that's what you believe that
0: remember well we've discussed that before too, which that's what I want to believe. Okay. And I, but I, but us being quick Christians with questions, right. I question it all. Okay.
1: okay, So, okay. So I, how about you? So here's what I think. Okay. So that Jesus came, uh, okay. So I, I think it, I think it entails a backstory and the backstory is that there is a God that, a, that the God is, uh, conscious of Earth and humans on earth and that uh, he he understands that we're in a predicament and the predicament is that because of Adam and Eve um, we, we've fallen in into a state of sin and we need forgiveness and so he sent his son because he required a blood sacrifice to pay for that sin and the only way he could do it was through his son sending his son who he knew was had no sin and therefore he shed his blood and died and then god accepted that as a blood sacrifice and then in the annals of history our sins have been wiped away i do think it it and then I think it, there's a, also a four story. There's the backstory, and and that is that, that believing that he uh, is able to get forgive us of sins. I think I think with that is the understanding that someone would then hop on board of his movement and 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 follow his teachings and his, uh, you know, his, his, his program of, you know, evangelizing the world and telling others about him. So, you know, so, and that's, that's more with my Christian hat on, you know, that that's, that how, that's how that works in my, in my, in my, in my mind. So anyway, but I know it's one of our creed and I thought, what is that what do you think that means? You know, how do you see that? Because if someone comes to our church and they, they, they say, I believe that, it's like what what do we expect them to you know, take on as as a new belief? So anyway.
0: Well the whole whole thing I wanna say is simplify it all. Simplify you know, the uh, simplify it. Like I've told you um you believe that, you know, our creed is just six things, and four of them are silly. Yeah. And the main one is that Jesus was sent to, to bring us forgiveness and peace. Right. But, uh, and so you don't have to believe that he was crucified, dead and buried on Thursday, rose from the dead, and sent into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, etc. You don't have to believe all that. My way of thinking. Okay. That's that's all secondary stuff that was added and defined at the council of Nicaea or sometime around there.
1: So, okay. So to your point to take that. So, so I, I would, I'm taking the uh, the position of an atheist at this point and, okay. and, and we, and we'll get into maybe some more of this later in this program, but um, even as an atheist, I would say that my faith in Jesus got me out of an addiction. Whether he was real or not, having faith in him gave me a lot of courage and belief that that was possible. So, and I could also say, even if Jesus existed or not, you know, the Christmas story I think brings a lot of peace to people. So, maybe to your point, you know, whether he exists or not, or whether he's alive or not, he can still bring people peace. And, in a lot of ways, if you have faith that, hey, he he, he has forgiven me of my sin, someone could very well say, you know what, I've been forgiven of that sin and that burden's lifted and I feel a sense of relief you know whether whether it's real or not and that could even be maybe uh you know a, a whatever what they call higher power that you choose you know so i could see you know us using that creed as saying you know what we don't care how you see this working but we want you to believe that jesus can forgive you of your sins and bring you peace. So I'm I'm trying to be open to that.
0: <laughs> you know, that's, that's the uh, that was your creed. Yeah, that's you gotta my be creed. Be open. Yeah, that is my creed. That and and I am. So okay. I was just say, So it is possible from the atheist viewpoint that Jesus is just a giant placebo effect. Could be in that. Yeah, right. In that manner.
1: Well, and you think about all the different religions in the world and people, you know, say that, you know, my son is going to be reincarnated and, and they, they take comfort in that. And, and, and you know, they, uh, today they paid alms and did a burnt, burnt incense and they sleep at night, you know, and it is a placebo. A lot of religion, you know, can be a placebo effect. So, yeah, so that's definitely out there. I mean, you know, and it's probably a lot of positive upsides to a lot of that. So,
0: I think so. So, you we're going to have you tell your story today because it's quite a story. Okay. Do you want to tell your story? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll story? tell my
1: story. And I was kind of trying to rehearse this a little bit so I don't take too long. Uh, uh, and then and then just it just give me a little room because I was trying to think what came first did I do this and I did that and then said but then this so here's what happened so this is this is my qualification for being on the podcast for Grace Mom so I was born and raised in a devout fundamental Baptist home that's similar to Southern Baptist Um, I went to church every time the doors were open my father was a deacon science school teacher sang in the choir uh, mom played pianos, taught Sunday school. Um, I was taught to be very uh, devout to my to to this faith, and I was as a kid, as as I understood it, how you do it. And so, but while I was in uh, high school, I, I started having this conflicting kind of thing going on in my life. I think a lot of kids do, you know. Do I go to church? You started thinking. I started thinking.
0: You started thinking. Yeah, yeah. that's your. That's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope.
1: Yeah, well, it can be. And so uh, I started kind of partying, running around with my friends. And and uh, so I was kind of living this kind of double life for a while where I would kind of run around with my friends and do things maybe I shouldn't do, but then I still was going to church. So to uh, continue down the faith of my, what my parents wanted me to do and try to help myself get back on track, I went to Moody Bible Institute for college. That was my first year of college. And I went there, I was a vocal major, and of course I studied the Bible while I was there. And I was hoping that maybe, you know, that would kind of help clarify where I wanted to go in my life. Well, I went there for a year. Then I went to, um, came, came back to Springfield, Missouri. I went to uh, Baptist Bible College for a semester. And of course I, I studied the Bible there. Um, then I, I had an opportunity to go to Montana Wilderness Bible College. And that's where I went up into the mountains in in Montana, right outside of Augusta. And for uh, I spent a semester there, and we went into the woods and just studied the Bible. And uh, and I and and I didn't stay. So that's about two years of school. But all during that time, I was having these conflicting thoughts. You know, what do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? So I kind of after that, I started really uh, delving into the party life, and I started drinking and I started doing things that I shouldn't be doing, drugs, so I finally joined the Navy, and uh, while I was in the Navy, um, before this, I went to one of my first rehabs, uh, because I I thought I've got to try to stop this, it became a, a real problem, and so while I was in the Navy, I went to another rehab, And I started, while I was in the Navy, I started using crystal methamphetamine. And of course, before this, I smoked dope and drank and all that stuff. So um, finally, I got kicked out of the Navy. Uh, I spent about 10 days in the brig. They pulled me out of the brig, said, uh, we're done. You you know, we can't do this anymore. So um, I called my parents and said, you know, I I uh, uh, I I need a place to stay. Uh, can I come home, they said no, they said we're tired, we just can't do this anymore, this has gone on for years and years, and we just can't, we can't do it anymore, we now we do know of a program where we'll help you get into, and it's a rehab program, and I said I don't really want to do that, so I spent about a week thinking about it, and just kind of just drinking, drinking, trying to drink all my troubles away, couldn't do it, finally called it back, so I went to a program called Teen Challenge. Now, Teen Challenge was put on by Pentecostals, very militant religious uh, atmosphere where the, sometimes they'd get you in a room and just start yelling at you and telling you you're a sinner. And, but somehow it worked, and I decided I was going to redevote my life to Christ And so it through the Pentecostal. And so I went forward... I uh, did uh, another uh, uh, confession of faith and became a Christian again, and I went and got baptized, and I went and got baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking tongues, and I would spend my mornings getting up very early and, and speaking in tongues and trying to reach God, trying to find where is God, and so uh, I, I then uh, got out of the program, I completed the program, and I got on staff there. And while I was in staff, I got I got in a relationship with a young lady and it, and it ended poorly. And so I, what they call relapsed, where I started drinking again. I'd been clean and sober for about four and a half years and I, I went back into my addiction. And on one particular day, I remember I just got in this screaming match with God and I just, you know, how did you let this happen to me? How did, how did how did i just don't believe you anymore i just i'm so disillusioned with you with my faith with all of this and i remember thinking you know for the next few days i think man a bus is just going to bounce up on you know the curb and just kill me i'm done i just kind of told god i'm through with him and i don't want anything else to do with him so um i finally had a buddy Come to to uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and help me get back into Teen Challenge. And they had a, a program. What they it was kind of a refresher, so you don't have to go through all the program. The program I went through was a year and a half. So instead of going through another year and a half program, I went through a four month program and kind of rededicated myself to sobriety. And I really just wanted to get back on line with God and just show Him I was sorry. It was during that time that um, I got really involved in church, uh, singing in the choir and and, and uh, anything I could do on any committee I could get on, and I decided I want to know about my Bible. So I started reading my Bible, and for 15 years, uh, every every year I would front to back I would read that Bible, and 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 I would sometimes spend a couple hours. Uh, just reading and studying and reading commentaries and trying to understand, you know, what is, uh, uh, you know, what's this about? Why did he say this? And and what do other scholars say about this? Well, it was during that time that I just started having trouble believing it. I mean, I just had so many questions and I had more and more questions. And finally, I was just kind of a little disillusioned with myself and my faith. And like, why can't I believe this? Why can't I witness more? Why can't I... Why can't I stay on fire for God? you know and and so I started thinking, I wonder, is this maybe not real? I mean, I know it is, but maybe it's not. So finally I went to I went to another college in in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and I took a sociology class and I learned about a thing called ethnocentrism. and ethnocentrism is the idea that that all faiths believe their faith is the right faith. And I thought, well now hang on, I mean, I think mine's right, but so do the Islams, and so does Hindus, and so do, uh, you know, Buddhas, and they are, so how do I know I'm right? And then I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'm not right. I mean, I don't know. So I started really at that point kind of pulling away apostasy, I think is what the way the term is. It's like I kind of started pulling out of this idea that maybe, maybe it's, maybe this isn't real, you know, and so I kind of just gravitated toward that, I finally took another class, I took a philosophy class, and apparently a lot of these philosophers through their lives really struggled with their faith, as they started kind of mixing science with their faith, and like, how does, how do you explain this, and how do you explain that, I felt a little bit better, uh, because I thought, okay, maybe I'm not alone, maybe there's other people out there who don't have questions about their faith too, and so uh, fast forward to a few years ago, and now I'm, I'm, I was involved in a church, and I, even then, I was, I was in the choir, I was in an ensemble, I was on this committee, I was on the pastor search committee, the music directors, commercial, and, and finally, I just said, I've got to kind of step out of this, I have too many questions, and so I did, and so that's where I am now um but anyway so did i cover everything that i kind of threw out there but uh
0: i think that covered okay it. that's that's a, a fairly concise story
1: okay good good that's good yeah so i mean there's a lot of stuff that went on there there's wrecked cars and there's jail time spent spent a couple of nights in jail went through a divorce there's all that in there too <laughs> and then you know uh but but just to kind of get to the basic facts of where I am and my faith, and maybe why that's kind of where I am. So back on track. Now I think everything's real good. I mean, for my life, but my faith is like I'm kind of a more of an atheist. I think at this point. So anyway, but but I but I but one thing I really really find very very interesting is religion, and I think the thing I find most interesting about religion is the human behavior aspect of it. It's like, how do people get so wrapped up in their religions that they will, I mean, they will literally kill other people, I mean, and argue till they're blue in the faith and teach teach their kids that, man, you got to be this faith. And, and even in our class, I mean, not only do they just, they're sold out 100% that they are right, but I I think it's just kind of interesting how then they look at others and say you know they believe that the great turtle you know pulls the sun across the sky that's so stupid, and I'm like, <laughs> but how do how do you get off saying that when, but I did too, I I I I was in hook line and sinker hundred percent, I mean I would go toe to toe. And I think I think I even mentioned. You know, like one year I I was gonna I went on this fasting spree. I wanted to fast because I just want to get closer to God. And uh, but I I mean I was I was the same way. I mean I I just I knew that I knew that I knew that I was right and they were all wrong. And I just couldn't believe how can you believe like you do? And then I don't know. So now I'm like, how did
0: I believe all the stuff I believed? You know, I don't know. Well, I don't have. I don't have near the qualifications that you have for <laughs> being an apostle, but because I was like, uh, so when I was say twelve, thirteen, yeah. I was fr- I was sure I was going to hell. I was afraid. Yeah, that, uh, I was afraid. That's what I was. Yeah, and everything I do, I'd, I'd feel really guilty about it, and like so. I I got a new BB again, I shot a bird. Oh gosh, yeah. And and it's so for. Mm-hmm. Several days, I was just sure I was going to hell for taking the life of one of God's creatures for no reason. Right. I wasn't going to eat it. But all my other friends shot birds.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, then I shot a few more birds. And I was like, oh, God doesn't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would feel guilty about stuff like that. And it wasn't until I, I started, I was in high school when I started asking the questions you asked after, I didn't read the Bible 17 times. I've never read it all the way through. Yeah, I've read Parts of it a hundred times. Yeah, sure. You know, it was in Sunday yeah, school, right. But I, but I haven't ever sat down and read the thing all the way through. But I started having the same kind of questions. Then, the more science I learned, the more I learned that it didn't necessarily line up with what I was taught, or you had to, you had to adapt the science. Yeah. And the, and the religion right. to mesh together somehow. Yes. When when you can see that the the science makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, it's not 100% fact cuz it has to be tested over and over and over before it's right really proven true and it can certainly be manipulated by people. Right. Like like religions can. Yeah. But it just makes more sense. And and the more we got the more we've gotten to where we can see out into the heavens and stuff the, the more we know that what we've been taught is not it's not exactly true I, I like to believe that it's uh that the Bible was given to a more primitive people, yeah, to help them understand, and that now all this science and stuff is what God's giving us now to help us understand a little more as we become more sophisticated right and it's they don't the two don't have to be conflicting necessarily if you think of it that way
1: right. So, well, another thing, two comments. One thing is, is you are, for the average person, I would say, well-traveled. And I do remember you telling me one time, too, that as you travel, it kind of makes you think differently. Sure. Is that is that
0: something? Just like, it's just like traveling is learning. Right. And And it's it's the more scholarly you become, the more you have to think about what you've been taught before because the 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 point at which you can open your mind to think, okay, everything I've been taught before may be wrong, right. so I need to always analyze what I've been taught as is it true or not Right. because it may be wrong. Because f- for sure, the first day of medical school, one of our professors said, Everything you learn in medical school, half of it's going to turn out to be wrong later. Yeah, you're going to find out that what we were doing was wrong. Yeah,
1: that's very insightful of the guy that he would that he would admit to that. And then and then so one of the things I I think I told you that sometimes I wonder where your virtual world and reality collide, but once you've said one thing to me that I think was probably the most genuine thing I can... You're, you're always genuine, but, but maybe kind of I went under the surface. You mentioned something one time that you said you saw these religious people, and they seemed sort of just grounded and assured of themselves, and they had a certain amount of peace and kind of contentment, and that you kind of wanted that.
0: Yes, I've I've never had that because I I don't have that you know that hundred percent faith in the whole Apostles Creed and all that right not not the not the Duke and John Luke Apostles Creed right. but the, the one that we were taught in church they they believe all that and it brings them peace yeah of course to for it to bring you peace you have to cut way way back on your sinning. Yeah, because <laughs> if you if you are a sinner, and you sin a lot more than just like, oh, I I said something bad about Betty last week. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, Lord, please forgive me. You know, but if you're out screwing your neighbor's wife and getting drunk and beating the kids, then then being religious does not bring you peace.
1: Yeah, and you know I think where where I got to a little bit in my faith is you have to kind of get skilled in um explaining to yourself um or rationalizing so i think i mentioned this one time is one of the things i was conflicted about was when i really really wanted to be a super good christian was why don't i want to witness why don't i want to because i hear these pastors say you know i was at the restaurant the other day and a girl came up she did and 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 i tried that you know like man i want to witness to you and But I just didn't, I don't know, it just, I just, and so I was like, why, why, why do I don't want to witness, and why do I want to like going online and look at naked women, you know, when I'm supposed to be a Christian? I mean, why, why is that all going on inside of me? But what you had to do was, the best way I could do it, and this is what I think some do, some people hide, some people go to church and, and act happy when they're not. I did a lot of that. And then sometimes you just have to rationalize. You know, you have to just say, well, you know, I mean, I'm single and um, it's okay. Everybody does it. And so and so there there's part of that. And then, and then, and then, uh, John Luke, there are the people who I guess they just believe it 100% and they do the very best they can. And they found some uh, happy medium, you know. Uh, I don't know that I ever got there. But I, that's the only thing I, that's the only comment I have about that. Honestly, though, I think I'm, I'm much more peaceful where I am now than I ever was trying to be devout. This, I, I just, I. Well, that's good then. Yeah, I, I just felt like the chains fell off. You know, because then then I didn't feel guilty about not witnessing. I didn't feel guilty about not giving all my money to the church, and I didn't feel guilty about spending every day in the Bible, and I didn't feel guilty about all these things. You know, and it was it was sort of like then then you learn to go. You know, I'm a worm. I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and you kind of just you know it's sort of self. I flagellation you know you just kind of beat yourself up and say yeah i know i'm not that great of a guy but god forgives me and i don't know i never got the hang of it i never did it well i was always conflicted and so
0: you're me. so you're doing this a lot better
1: oh yeah this is much well, better not- oh well yeah i feel much better i feel much more relaxed and comfortable with myself and who I, and you know one thing I, I i try to do is just like I, sometimes I just say, just give yourself room to be human. Let's say I see some like girl out on the street, and she's all dressed up, looking hot. And I think, man, she looks really good. And I think, man, don't think that, man, that you're. And then what what I what I do is I just say, look, man, you're, you're a human. Just give yourself room to be human. You're gonna don't get with her you know don't pursue her cuz you get arrested but just the fact that you have those feelings you know and it's okay man i mean it's it's that's and and some and sometimes i even kind of like look at it as like an experiment you know i'll think about like why do i have these feelings why do i you know um you know, or, or or someone say, okay, let's say someone from the other side of the aisle, political party, something really bad happens to them and I'm kind of happy, you know, <laughs> and I think, I think that's wrong. I shouldn't feel like that. But then sometimes I think just one, give yourself room to be human. I don't. And the other thing I say, I don't know that I fully understand that, but it's just kind of interesting. You know, it's just kind of interesting that I why do I have that feeling? I wonder why I had that feeling. What What is it in my human nature that creates those feelings that I'm not always happy that I have and that I don't even want to admit
0: that I have? So I don't know. Anyway. Well, that's that's going back to the animal in us. I mean, those are animal instincts. Right. The the instinct to procreate, procreate with any female of the opposite sex. Yeah the instinct the instinct to kill your enemies yeah those are all the animal things that we battle against as humans to have a civilization yeah that's orderly right you know what i mean that's that's what we're dealing with what nature god whoever put those instincts in us right and to be good good we have to battle against those instincts, but everyone has those instincts. I mean, and it, it's and what it doesn't change because you're a Christian or not a Christian,
1: right? But it's yeah, just how but, you deal with when it. I was in my and and that's probably wrong. But when I was in my Christian, when I was trying so hard to be a good Christian, I just was so like, why do I have those feelings? Like I want to get with that girl. Why do I have feelings like? you know, something bad happens to my enemy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I didn't want, you know, why do I don't want it? I find the Bible boring, you know, why do I, that's wrong. I shouldn't feel that way. But, you know, I was, one thing I was going to comment was we had a discussion one time and I think you're, because I, I was like, well, then where do you find morality? If, if, you're, if you think outside the box of Christianity, where do you find morality? Well, you one time explained to me and i believe this is still your thought that morality has to do with like just the 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 progression of your species right uh and i'm probably saying that super simplistic but basically you know hey i want to kill my neighbor um the bible says you shouldn't but the bible doesn't mean anything so can i kill my neighbor and then i as far as i remember your your thinking was well no because your society your your species can't continue in a healthy manner if every time you s- see somebody and get angry with them and you decide to shoot them or whatever or if they need a little bit of help and you dig them out of a ditch it's going to help them and that's probably going to help you somewhere down the road so is that still kind of where your you you your, your, your some of your morality lied like what are the standards for morality
0: well i'm sure that's how it's developed because it's those are those are kind of universal things. Right. So I I think they've just developed with all societies.
1: Right. And they've developed in their religions. I think their religions, most religions are don't kill, be nice to your neighbor. But when you step outside of that, it's just kind of, if you want your species to continue in a healthy way and continue growing, just like ants do and birds and I mean, they they want to continue with their. You know, God put something in them that says, you know, there there's there's something that's too far. But anyway, that's my world. So, but you you're in a better place. You're going to be in heaven playing golf someday, and you'll go. Wait, me? Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. hopefully, hopefully somewhere between now and then, if we're wrong. God will like give us, help us out or something.
0: Well, yeah, but yeah, that's one of those things from uh, Christianity that people will say, well, I'm taking the safe route just in case. I'm going to believe all this. Yeah. But I I don't really buy that because just in case. But what if you are wrong and you've wasted your whole freaking life? Behaving a certain way and and feeling guilty and and all that and turns out it was just something somebody made up. Well, that that would be kind of sad. So, okay, this was this was one of the things I posed to you. This is a whole. I'm ready to. I'm going to change okay. the channels. Okay, let's okay, let's go. All right. So, John three sixteen. Got it. For God so loved the world yeah. that He gave His only begotten Son, mm-hmm. etc. Got it. Okay. What about I've I've had this thought since I was a kid. Yeah. Okay it's like this is huge sacrifice God made for us beyond people to send his son to earth knowing that he was going to be killed. And I'm like, yeah, okay for a human, that would be a huge sacrifice. But for God, God knew he was just going to like come right back up to heaven. Right. It, he didn't really lose a child. Right. And, and if you believe the way they want us to believe from the, council of nicaea that jesus is god so it was just god kind of coming here to earth and and taking on human form just kind of hang out with the with the people and kind of slum it for a while and then then he went back so i that's that's a little bit of a conflict for me yeah in understanding
1: i heard one time uh a pastor made a uh analogy of it, there were there were two train there was a train coming and on one track was his son and on the other track were about 15 workers and he knew if he didn't pull the switch that the 15 workers would be killed but if he did pull the switch they would all live but his son would die and so he made the decision to pull the switch his son was died and the train went on and he, he said something about all those people on the train had no idea of the sacrifice that he made but to your point his son was dead forever you know and and Jesus so the way this, the way it's told is he died on Friday night and rose on Sunday morning so if you do the math it's about a day and a half right it's like one full day, and then and then another half a day. So he was gone for a day and a half, and then he then and, and then he resurrected, and of course was went back to heaven. So sometimes, yeah, you do wonder, like, why? Maybe maybe you don't have to feel that bad about, it. but but being sacrificed and crucified and beaten and all that 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 would really stink. You
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> it would. I'm trying to avoid
1: it. Yeah, I I remember a kid one time too, and I even thought about this with my atheist cap on. And he was a Christian resident, Christian home, but he didn't like looking at a crucifix. And it was like, but this is your faith. This is your guy. He's like, well, it's just so. Why do you? Why you got to have this mutilated guy, bleeding all over the place? You know, nailed to this piece of wood, and that's your like. That's the thing you you carry around and look to. It's like why why does it have to be so gruesome? You know, I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying, but that's 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 our that's our emblem. You know, the cross is 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 kind of the the whole deal for Christians. So
0: I bet the Romans were really kind of ticked off when the Christians stole that logo. Because the, the Romans used it as a way to, this is the cross. You should be scared of oh, us. Oh, yeah. Be scared. Right. Fear us. And then, it, and then the Christians steal it and go, this is our happy, happy little cross yeah, now.
1: this is our happy cross. This means we're going to live forever. It means good things. Yeah. Well, I even wondered, yeah. you know, do you The Romans were
0: like, dang it.
1: Yeah. It's supposed to scare <laughs> people. Because I've always wondered, too, like, because they call Friday Good Friday. It's like, I don't know. Why is that Good Friday? I, that's the day he got like killed, you know so but anyway, so so okay, so I have a question for you we have we have a few minutes left okay okay so in your in so do you do you think do you believe Jesus needed to die according to your to your world if he didn't die?
0: So again, my very simplified Apostles yeah. Creed. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Didn't
1: matter. So he didn't need to die. I even thought he he needed to die, but I've always wondered: did he need to be resurrected? Because he made the sacrifice, but you know, our Sunday school teacher would probably tell us yes.
0: But anyway. Well. It- it made a much bigger show of it if he his body disappeared and all that yeah and he was seen by 27 people afterwards or or 94 or however many
1: yeah i i heard like 500 one time they say 500 and they go 500 people saw christ after he rose from the dead and i thought about that you know in our think about our congregation you know think about our church where we go to that's about 2 thirds of the, that building being full in the face of the whole world, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like, that's just not very many people, <laughs> you know, and even some of them that saw him didn't recognize him at first, which is kind of curious. Some of that stuff's curious. But anyway, you're, you're, you need to believe so.
0: Okay, I have a question for okay. you. This is separate. Okay. One moment. Okay. Hey, can I call you back in about 20 minutes? Okay. Bye. So I have this, this thought. Okay. Uh, for all the people that are single, in Christianity, if you're single yeah. and not married, right. you're supposed to be celibate. You can go on dates with people of the opposite sex, right. but you can't have sex with them. Right. Um, but otherwise, you have to be married to someone of the opposite sex. Yes. And that's the only way you can have sexual relations with somebody. Okay. Uh, how How did they ever think that was going to be a, a uh, reasonable plan? Because people are really driven to have sex. Right. Ninety um, percent of us are driven to have sex with the opposite sex, and ten, give or take, are yeah. driven to have sex with the op- with the same sex. Right. So how was it that 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 was ever going to work Who, whose idea was that i want to know because i don't it doesn't talk that much about that in the bible about
1: yeah um so okay so you go back to the old testament and it was like a woman was supposed to be a virgin right before she could marry and a lot of times as far as i remember If they found out she wasn't a virgin, it was like the deal's off. If he goes in like the first night and this is, yeah, that would be super. But here again, okay, so here, okay, so I'll put this back to you because I think maybe you answered your own question uh, a long time ago as a physician and I'm going to lead you to it. I'm going to lead you to your answer.
0: Lead me to my answer. Okay,
1: so you're a physician, right? Okay, and then one time you said... (laughs) Thank you. One time you said that most of the biblical laws were just healthy common sense. Okay? Right. So then what would be the advantage... Of teaching your community that you shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage, how how would you could you see healthy advantages?
0: Yeah, that's that's why it's the, they made it the law. Oh, okay, but but I just don't think it was ever going to work. Yeah, long long term because because what you end up with is people in unhappy marriages that do get to have sex some, and then a whole bunch of sinners, and then a few people that stay home and feel guilty, you know, yeah. feel like they would be committing a crime against God if they went and had sex with somebody. The, the main concern I have is, as a physician is promiscuity. Yeah. Uh, having sex with a whole bunch of people spreads disease. But, right. But with... You know, fairly reasonably long-term, monogamous sort of situations outside of marriage. I, I think he, the the religious leaders who made up the rules had to expect that that was going to happen.
1: Right. Yeah, but so so in other words, to answer your question, maybe they didn't really expect that, but it, it's just like, man, if we if if we don't curtail this, you see what happened to that community over there, man. They all got boils and. And, you know, there's, there's all kind of diseases running around over there. So we believe God doesn't want you to do that. And maybe, and who knows, maybe then they came up with the idea that, you know what, when these people run around and have sex like that, you see what God's doing to them. Cause there was a time, I mean, in one, in one respect, I don't know the answer. The other respect, I'm trying to figure out how, how would they have come to that? You know, um, obviously today it's, it's not as adhered to, even in the Christian realms. I don't think they, now, now I think in marriage they do. I think that's still considered very important in a marriage not to, they don't say, Hey, just, but I think a lot of single Christians are sexually active, active, you know, with their, but then I don't have numbers on that. But yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. It's like, why did they ever come up with that? Right? What? Unless, unless, of course, yep. it's parents too. It's parents. You think about you think about you. You have two lovely daughters, and you tell them now. You know God doesn't want you doing that. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. God will get you. God wants you to be a virgin when you get married. I mean, maybe you're scared because you don't want them to get hurt, but maybe you are like oh, I don't want her to get pregnant. You know. So
0: so that's a tool parents would sure. use. The tool I used was was to try to teach them about getting pregnant and diseases. Yeah. Not so much that God was going to get them for it. Right. The, well, God was going to get them in the form that God set up all these rules. Right. That if you have sex, you get pregnant and you get diseases. Right. You know, if you, Yeah. That's the, only, I'm, that's the only way I would.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking of someone think 600 BC, you, you know, saying their daughter said, God will get you. You know, cause they didn't know yeah. that was, that was pretty effective at that point, you know, and uh, you know, God, you see what I, I can do. And uh, so that's the only thing I can think of because you're right. It's, it's like almost impossible, but all right.
0: Well, okay. All right. This is Gracemont. where we are Christians with questions and it's questionable whether or not we're Christians, <laughs> But anyway, we like to talk about it. And and I I do see value in Christianity because I do think it brings people peace. And and a lot of the people I know, most of the people I know that are Christians and try to live the good Christian life are good people. They're not the evil scumbags that, you know, child rapists and stuff that the the left would try to make them out to be they're they're pretty good folks they're just trying to get through the day the best way they know how and and jesus helps them
1: yes he does their faith in jesus for sure yeah yes got you. right yeah i got you Absolutely. i got you
0: their faith in jesus because i i probably have a little more faith in science and thinking and i
1: have no faith whatsoever in anything <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: i'm completely lost well
0: this this is just a phase yeah this is just right. a phase for yeah, you i'm yeah, sure yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah let's hope anyway. all right
0: all right okay this is apostle john luke and
1: yep. apostle duke <laughs>
0: yes <laughs>